to place this huge tax upon the Jewish inhabitants, and they begged, and they cried, and they complained, and they asked again and again, and they told them, well, you know, it's impossible, the kind of tax you want to levy on us will make our lives really, really hard. So the Paritz uh, agrees to take off the tax. A short while later, the Paritz passes by a synagogue, and it's Saturday night, and Jews are saying, Kiddush Lavana. Yeah. So he says, what are you guys doing here? Uh, well, we have this prayer we do once a month. We ask that the moon should be as big as the sun. Oh, really? If that's what you're praying about, then... <laughs> <laughs> if that's what's bothering you, then you guys can handle the tax. There's... <laughs> there's um, a question that um, any thinking person has especially in our times uh, looking how open the world is you can't really close the world off from your children how is it possible to really um, educate children in our time when the world is so open and you have the right. whole world in your home uh, how is it possible to, to give your children the kind of education they need it's not really possible to close them off, to insulate them, to put them in a little ghetto in your home. Right. It doesn't happen. So when we look at this in the perspective of Torah, which the Torah addresses everything in our lives, and especially something so so fundamental. Um, the uh, Torah has an interesting way of telling us how to set up our calendar. This year we have, it's a, it's a Ibriyar, we have Neksha Adar, and uh, the reason is because, although in general our calendar follows the moon, but Hashem wants that Passover should be in the spring. The Torah says Passover should be in the spring. And if we were to have a calendar like the Muslims and follow only the moon, then our holidays, like their calendar would, would always be moving around. Yeah. But Hashem doesn't just want us only to follow the moon. Instead, we also... Um, we also follow... We also follow the uh, sun as well, and that's and we add a month every couple of years in order to ensure that Passover will be like the, be in the in the spring. And if Hashem tells us wherever we see, wherever we hear, is a message for us in our lives, wherever we see, how much more so you know, the whole the whole um, the whole sky out there, the whole galaxy out there, Hashem made the sun and the moon to be very different. The sun is always constant, always shining in the same way, and it takes the sun a year to orbit the earth. So the Western world follows the sun as a solar year. And uh, the fact that there are months of the solar year is artificial. We divide the, the, the solar year into 12 parts, and so in the Western world we have 12 months. Versus the, those who follow the lunar calendar, the moon orbits the earth once a month. So naturally there are there are, there are months, but there's no year. So artificially, we, we make this thing of a year by counting, by multiplying the uh, month, the lunar month, 12 times, so we have a, uh, a lunar year. But there, there is no real lunar year, and there's no real solar month. So the question is, if there's one God in this world, wouldn't it be a lot better, especially if God wants Passover to be in the spring, wouldn't it make more sense to make it more symmetrical, to have the moon and the sun be aligned? that they should all work in the same way. Why is it that the moon sets our months and the sun sets our years? Um, wouldn't it make more sense for, for the one God to create, to create a, a, a symmetry in creation? Actually, Hasidus says the reason why we, the whole world is made of atoms 
is because there is a oneness in creation. That's why we find something. We find a, a commonness in all that's particles true. in the universe. So why is it why the sun and the moon is not that way? The sun is. It, why is it specifically the sun that sets the years and unchanging, and the moon that's always changing and sets the months? What does that mean for us? If we're seeing this all all, all time, such a big thing, it must have a message for us. There must be a sun in us and a moon in us, and there's something that we need to uh, internalize from what we're seeing all the time. So, there's a beautiful um, Pirush uh, explanation of the Nitziv about Hashem's desire that Passover be in the springtime. It says, it says an amazing thing. He says, if you um, take a, a kernel, a seed, uh, and you compare the seed to, to uh, fruit, the seed is very undesirable. So, who wants a seed? But when you uh, plant the seed, and then comes time the then you see the the uh, the value. You see the 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 seed is something really incredible, and the seed is really the what makes everything happen. And the seed is the most desirable thing, and it causes all this this the, the trees and, the, and 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 fruits to grow and to grow and to their seeds to grow and their fruit to grow. So in a similar way, people in the time of the exile, you don't necessarily see their majesty and their greatness. And Hashem plants us in the exile. And the purpose of this is that something amazing should happen, that we, that we should produce something amazing. You may not see it openly, but that's the, the, something that it's very central to us as Jews to know that there's something that we may not see at the surface. And yet there's something that is being, is being produced that is not, not necessarily obvious in the short run. So there are some people which are very sunny. Some people, they're always consistent, always the same. Uh, I know that Rabbi Reber in exactly 10 minutes is going to walk out of the room to uh, prepare for the Dach uh, Yemishir. Well, not, not 10 minutes because according to that clock, it's 6.44, I get it. Anyway, so uh, then and some people, they, they, take, they come to Dach at the same time, they finish Dach at the same time, they have the same time, they study, learn, study, and they go to sleep at the same time, they get up at the same time. They're very reliable people, and they're very consistent. And there are other people which are more spontaneous, and they're uh, always changing, and the um, the value of of uh, people which are consistent um, that that shows a real discipline in life. That shows that they have consistent principles that they live with. Um, on the other hand, the the challenge that people who are so consistent have is that when you're very consistent, very principled, so you it's harder to uh, it's harder to flourish. It's harder to um, hard to find a passion, enjoyment, individuality, and creativity in, in, in what you're doing because it's always the same. The, the, the principles and the, are, are very important, but at the same time, the, 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 uh, there's, Hashem also wants us not just to be sunny, Hashem also wants us to, be, to have both parts in our calendar. So there are other people which are very spontaneous, and they're great, and they're always moving around, but the problem with those people, if you need a ride to the airport... Uh, you don't want to ask one of those guys to do it because they'll say yes. They're very generous. Yeah, they'll do it. Uh, but then something happened, and it was interesting to them, and they and they, and they lost sight of what they were they're planning to do. So so they they each have something to give. When when you put on film to your child for the first time, what are you really doing? You're you're expressing how the principles of the Torah are eternal. They go on. They're unchangeable. They never change. It goes on. From my father put me on, taught me how to put on film, teaching my son how to put on film. In that action of putting on film with your child, you are you are highlighting the eternity of Torah. There was this chassid, Ramesha, he was a Hasidic mentor in Kfar Chabad. Whenever he spoke at a Fabringen, 
He always had the same thing to say. His, his thing was, you have to devote yourself. Put yourself on the side, devote yourself. And one of the yeshiva students remarked, and eh, this guy is always saying the same thing, boring. Another guy is like, the opposite. This guy is real. This guy is true. This is who he is. He doesn't change because this is who he is. So, Rabbi Elkan Olvashom is, besides his mind like a uh, tape, tape recorder, besides that, he wrote down all the Rebbe's talks. We have the Rebbe's talks uh, in large part due to Rabbi Elkan. There was one uh, very hard uh, discourse that the Rebbe gave in 1975 at Tis Rabbi El basically locked himself up for six weeks, literally, moon, in the morning at noon and night to write it down. You think like he, he covered it, right? He, he did it and he put it on paper. You know how exciting it was for him to teach that? He taught that so many times. And each, why, why, why was it exciting to him? It was exciting to him because this is him. This was his essence. This is, this is who he is. So, so the... the uh? In the years that I owned the print shop over here, one of the experience was really amazing. And like you say, I'm very... Things have to be, you know, pseudo. It's not Friday afternoon one time, just before I'm about to walk out, time to finish stuff. The Nichols Burger with his Shamish comes in, they say they need something for Shabbos. <laughs> no, this is why I want to print shop. I'm the owner. Everyone stop and we're going to do this. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's but with... Oh, so that's the idea. Yeah, so yeah. Hashem wants us to have both elements in our persona. Hashem wants this to be convergence between the sun and the moon. Because if you only have sun, if you only have principles, you only have discipline, it's important, it's fundamental... It's foundation of, is, of everything is discipline. But if you only have the discipline, you're going to do this. You, it's possible that you're going to um, extinguish the spark and the light in, in, the, in the person that you're trying to educate. Because the, the, a child, very often we see this, children, um, they grow up and they don't find the um, regimen of their parents to be relevant to them. So their parents are following this regimen, morning, afternoon, evening, morning, afternoon, evening, shachas, they're following the regimen of the year, right? they're following a certain regimen, and the child doesn't necessarily find this regimen to be relevant to them. So what's needed is, is that in addition to having this, 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 this principal life, is that we need, Hashem wants us to be like the moon. Hashem wants us to, to use our creativity, to use our ingenuity, and to bring something interesting into our to, to find out to to bring our passion and our and our ingenuity and our idealism in order to um to to um, uh with, with 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 the sun people you have you have the consistency but you don't have flourishing you don't have growth you don't have hashem wants us to grow and therefore hashem tells us that our calendar should follow the moon it's interesting hashem uses the expression our calendar should follow the moon because if you think about it it follows both the moon and the sun and yet the expression that talmud always uses our calendar follows the moon and that's because hashem put the jewish people in this world to make a difference they could change you know the story about yosef and his sons and he brings them to his father yaakov to get a blessing yaakov puts his right hand on Ephraim's head and the left hand on Manasseh's head it's because that although Ephraim is younger he's going to be greater so if he's why was he born first? Why was Manasseh born first, rather? And why did Yaakov keep them where they were and switch his hands over? Why not just tell them to switch places? What, what, what does it mean? And why do we always bless our children? They should be like, specifically like a frame, like a Manasseh. What does it mean? What does Manasseh mean? Manasseh, Lahadl, sounds like the seven dwarfs. Manasseh means to forget. Yosef named his child forget because he didn't want 
is to forget his father's home. He wanted to always remember where he came from. So he called the son forget, that I shouldn't forget. That's what Menashe means. So Menashe in education, Menashe and Ephraim were the first children born in exile. Yosef's brothers were born with their fathers. They, they spent time with their father. They, didn't go to, they weren't in Egypt yet. The first children born in Egypt were Menashe and Ephraim. The word Menashe means to forget because Hashem tells us to educate a child. On the one hand, you have to tell them about your Zayda, tell them about your grandfather, tell them what the world, what world used to look like that you, as you remembered. The beauty of, of, of the generations before. Tell them about the tzaddik of the previous generations. You got you got to focus on where you came from. You got to, you got to you got to give that to your children. On the one hand, on the other hand, you, that's not enough. You you cannot close your children off from the world. They're going to see the world. What should they know about the world? Why are they here? So the Torah tells us that there's a second son of of Yosef. His son, his name is Ephraim. What does Ephraim mean? Ephraim means to be to fruitful and to make a change, make a difference. It, it yes. We, we, we come from a great, illustrious past, but we don't live in the past. Hashem put us here in this world to, Hashem wants us to do something novel and to change something that, that wasn't here before. There was this uh, woman who called the uh, police because she calls them frantically. She's, she says, I don't know what these thieves did. They stole my steering wheel. They stole the dashboard. They stole the gas and they stole the brakes. They stole, they stole the ignition. It's crazy. I don't know how they did this. So, okay, we're sending over someone right away, ma'am. This guy comes over. <laughs> he calls up back the uh, headquarters, the police headquarters. It's all right. She was just sitting in the back seat. <laughs> sometimes sometimes we, we are sitting in the back seat of our lives and we don't hold the wheel in the right way to know what our role is. Our role is, on the one hand, that yes, we have to tell our children where they came from. But more importantly, we have to tell them where they're going, tell them why they're here. The purpose of a, of a Jew being in this world is not is not just to maintain the th- way things were in the past. Hashem put us here to use our own ingenuity and creativity and to make a difference in the world. So, the uh, Antiochus, the story of Hanukkah, what was one thing that bothered him, that he wanted to change, wanted to uproot? It's interesting. He wanted to uproot the Shabbos, okay? It's a fundamental thing. He wanted to stop circumcision. And the third thing he wanted to stop is to celebrate the new moon, to celebrate Rosh Chodesh. What does Mekadosh, why did that bother him? Because the, if you don't have Rosh Chodesh, you don't have Judaism. If you don't have this idea of, of, of creativity and using your own, your, own, your own heart and what you're doing, Judaism will die, Chasashol. That's what Antiochus wanted to do. He wanted to stop Judaism. It's okay to you know, just be principled, just, just follow the past. It's not going to work. Hashem gave you a spark. He gave you life. He wants you to count the coin to the moon. Yes, you have to have Sunday as well. You have to have principles as well. But how do Jews count their calendar? What is our life about? As our life is about the difference we're making in the world. We're here to do something. You know, the Alter Rebbe, when he first visited Mzitcher Magid, the student of Baal Shantan, and who he succeeded, Mzitcher Magid told him, and the Baal Shantan had told him, that his student is going to come to him, his Alter Rebbe will come to him, and he should reveal to the Alter Rebbe who, who, what kind of soul he has and what he's going to do. And uh, Mzitcher Magid told the Alter Rebbe, his unique soul was a new, new soul that had never been in the world before. And his purpose of coming to the world is to teach the world the meaning of love of Hashem and love of the Jewish people according to the teachings of Al Shem. According to that, that's why he's here. So Al Rebbe, when he first returned after that visit to the Maggid to Vitebsk, he gave a teaching, which uh, very powerful teaching, I think, very in line with what we're talking about. The Al Rebbe said, it says in the Gemara, in the Psachim, Dr. Nalaf, the Gemara says that when a person goes from one place to another 
and the place of his origin has certain stringencies, and the place of the, the place he's going to also has certain stringencies. The Torah says, the Gemara says, you're obligated to keep the stringencies of the place that you left, and the stringencies of the place that you're going to. You have to keep both. So the the Atreb explained the word Chomer Chumrei also means existence. It means there's two realms. There's a realm of where you came from and the realm of where you're going. And so too the soul has the realm, the existence, the plane of existence of where it came from, and the realm, the matter, the existence of where it goes to. The neshama has to be conscious of the divine intent of why the neshama left heaven to come to this world, what Hashem, what Hashem wants us to do. And the neshama also has to, have, has to have the balance and have the one foot over here and to know where it is and what it needs to accomplish in the place and the time and the circumstances that the neshama is in. And that's the meaning of, of Menashe going first. Menashe going first means that the very first thing you have to teach your children is where they come from. And, yet, and, and, and that's a foundation. But the, the goal, the purpose of why they have to be conscious of that is a frame. Hashem put us here to make a difference. And therefore, the primary blessing, the right-handed blessing, goes to a frame. So, back to our question. We asked, how is it possible to educate children when, when the world is so open? So they have to be conscious of two things. They have to be conscious of where they came from. They have to be con- conscious of the, tr- the un- immutable truth of the Torah has never changed in all these generations. It's always the same. And it never will change. And at the same time, they have to be conscious of where they're going and why Hashem placed them here in this place in this time that they're in. And they have a difference to contribute to the world that, that no one did before them. So, on the one hand, they're they're coming from the past and they're conscious of where they came come from on their hand they're very present and they know that they're and, and they, they have to use their ingenuity and their individuality and their gifts their mind their heart to know how to bring out light from that place and the Torah says, says as King Solomon said I've seen there's an advantage of light that comes from darkness like the advantage of wisdom that comes from foolishness what King Solomon was saying was not that light is better than darkness, or that wisdom is better than foolishness, that's obvious. And Solomon was saying, rather, that I've seen the advantage of light when it comes from the darkness. There's an advantage of wisdom when it comes from foolishness. So Hashem puts us where we are, and the, the, we, have to, we can't lose our inner child. There was a famous tzaddik, we, we have to keep, keep the darkness, light from the darkness that we're in, and, and, not, and we're conscious of what the, what the role is, what the goal is, and not lose our inner child. There, there's a beautiful... Um, Story of the Baba Rebbe. Baba Rebbe was by this Hasidic gathering and there wasn't enough food. And they, one of the Hasidim said, Let's get a child to go buy some more food. Let's get a young man to go get some food. So shortly afterwards, they noticed that their Rebbe had, Wait, where'd he go? He comes back carrying these bags of food. And they couldn't believe it. Their elderly Rebbe is carrying these heavy bags. Why'd you go yourself? Any one of us would have gone. So Baba Rebbe said, You needed a child to go. I made a decision when I was a young man to never lose my child. That's the meaning of what um, Yehuda said to Yosef, and Yosef said, I'm going to keep in Yemen here, and because Yemen stole my silver cup. So Yehuda said to Yosef, how can I go to my father when my, my child isn't here, when, when the child isn't with me? So Remendel Futafah said, how can I go to my father, how can I go to Hashem without my child? Without your youthfulness, without your ingenuity, without your without your, the, 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 the vim and vigor of, of who you are, your, your, your heart and your mind, how are you going to the Ebishter? How are you going to Hashem? 
the Ebesha wants just the stagnant, you know, setting up bricks. That's, that's, why, that's why he gave, Hashem gave us a heart and mind. Hashem gave us, he created a whole persona. Unlike other religions, Lahabil, Judaism believes that Judaism is holistic. God created a whole person. He didn't just create hands and feet. He didn't just want robots. He didn't just want automatons who just follow the rules. He created a whole persona. He wants us to be both sunny and moony. And that's why a calendar has both the sun and the moon. He wants us to follow these principles. And yet Hashem wants us to ask ourselves, what do I understand about what I'm doing? What do I appreciate? What does it mean to me? What, how, what's my niche? And how do I connect personally with what I'm doing? I have to have my chiddush, my novelty, my creativity has to be present. And only with that um, can I fulfill the purpose of why my soul is in this world. My soul, not yours. Everyone's different. So, L'chaim, that you should help us all. That we should uh, be conscious of where we come from, where we're going. And uh, we're at the time of coming of Mashiach. This year is a year where there's, we added a month this year. In order that the sun and the moon should catch up to each other, once once a while the, uh, the calendar is built every 19 years, it becomes exactly symmetrical. But this year, Hashem gives us the power. Those people who are usually sunny people can also learn how to be a little more moony. And those people who are a little more moony could, uh, could be a little more sunny. One question. Yeah. So the child, Binyamin, what is the significance of his name in this parallel? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. There's another verse also yeah. uh, about about Samuel that uh, Hannah said to God I, after her child was born, I prayed for this child. I prayed for this child. The Hasidic masters say a person has to pray to preserve their inner child. That I should have idealism. I should have faith. Yeah, I, I prayed for this child. I prayed to have my child. I prayed to be a child. Yeah, there'd be no, there'd be no um, what do you call it? Modernity. Uh, you didn't have that. No Maidani. Yeah. No 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 rejuvenation. No waking yeah, up yeah, in the morning. Yeah, no yeah, no yeah, spring in your step. No zippity duda. Uh it's good, thank you. Sure.